0: Greetings SAG After Strike supporters and welcome back to Tune Out. This will be a podcast we do instead of Stay Doomed to support the SAG After Strike. Just the SAG After Strike now because by the time this goes up, the writer strike will have ended. So we are halfway to coming back to Stay Doomed. But right now we are still tuning out. I am your host TV's Noah Houlihan, joined unusually by no one. Laura could not be here for today's recording session. It's been uh, very busy here over in Tune Out Studios. So, unfortunately, she could not be here. But I have a fantastic solo episode for you. And uh, this is one that I actually promised a while ago. And I was like, they never did this. So, I'm going to do it for you now. This is the story. Of the worst convention Plus Two Comedy ever went to. The names will be changed not to protect the innocent, but to protect the incredibly guilty. So, there was a con that Plus Two Comedy got booked to do in Ohio. I won't say the name of the con, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, But... I don't want to mention the name of the con because I believe another con has this name now. So I don't want you to get that confused and take out your wrath on a con that doesn't deserve it. But it was in Ohio. And we at the time, uh, the group was myself, uh, Will, and this guy TJ Del Reno. Uh, Will couldn't make it. Uh, And TJ Del Reno was like our headliner in the earlier days Uh, Because he had credits. Uh, He was a voice in the video game Bully. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your place in life is in my toilet, you trust fun turd. He was a voice in Yu-Gi-Oh! And he was the voice of Capri Sun. Anytime you've seen a Capri Sun commercial and it ends with... Respect the pouch! Respect it! That was my buddy, TJ. So, for this particular convention we weren't really getting paid much. They promised us a hotel room and space to sell our merch in the dealer's room. So we weren't going to get paid outright, but we were at a point in our careers where we wanted to get as much exposure as possible. And we used to work with a group called Anime Punch, which is uh, defunct now, that was a Columbus, Ohio con. So we had like... A pretty decent fan base in Ohio. So I was always itching to go back to Ohio. But I also knew that this was a smaller con than that one. So I knew Will couldn't go. And I kind of was like on the fence about going. So I was like, I'll ask TJ. He's super busy. Uh, He's got a lot of things going on. It's a smaller con. He'll probably say he won't want to go. And I can turn it down. But I should at least ask him, you know. So I asked TJ, and TJ is down. He is super excited to go, and I understand it was just going to be the two of us. And he was like, "No, let's let's do it. I'm super pumped." So here's the thing about TJ: geography is not his strong suit. Uh, when I said Ohio, his thought process was Ohio is right next to Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania is where Philadelphia is. So, this convention is just a little further than Philadelphia. He was massively incorrect about this information. Uh, this was a eight-hour drive, nine-hour drive. So, we decided to leave. I think we left at like 10 p.m. to drive through the night... Because our panel was at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. stand-up comedy panel. You know, those were the days. So, we embark on this journey. And uh, it's me and Laura and uh, TJ and his girlfriend at the time. Uh, I think her name was Erin. And what I remember about the drive down is I was especially uh, tired despite the fact that we took my truck. I didn't do a lot of the driving. Aaron did, and Aaron was flooring it. We were doing like 100 miles an hour at one point. Uh, And TJ got confused why we weren't there yet. And I had explained to him that we still had like three Sesame Streets and a Mr. Rogers before we were there. And he explained his logic about Philly and Pennsylvania. And uh, I remember asking him uh, geography questions just to get an idea of his mind. And I asked him to name five states. And he named New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Vegas. I then said, what state is west of Virginia? And he said Wyoming. So, technically correct. Technically correct. But clearly not the answer I was looking for. So, this is the team that we had assembled to uh, head all the way to this convention in Ohio. We get there and it is in a terrible hotel. Hotel. Uh, technically not a motel because motel doors open outside if you open the door into a hallway you're technically in a hotel but so it's a terrible hotel and we show up it is six in the morning when we get there so we have a few hours to sleep before we do the show at 10 and I get there and I'm like hi my name is Noah Houlihan uh we are here, we're plus two county, we're here for the convention, we'd like our room. They do not have a room for us. So I start like asking all these questions. I go, uh, the guy in charge of the convention is this guy, Jonathan. That is not his real name, but it'll be Jonathan for this story. Uh, Jonathan, uh, might have put it under his name, and he goes, I do have three rooms. For Jonathan, I was like, excellent. One of those is ours. He's like, well, I can't give you the room without him being here. I was like, ugh. Can you call him? I was like, it's six in the morning. No, I can't. So I I inquire, like, if I rent a room from you right now, could we then get with Jonathan uh, at a later time and, like, transfer stuff? He's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I understand what you're trying to do. No problem. Cool. Everything's fine. So, we get into this room. We kill a cockroach that's in the tub, which really was a bad omen for what was to come. And uh, we get to sleep-ins. I slept for maybe two hours, because I believe the con opened at eight, and I wanted to at least have some conversations about what's going on, take a look at the room, you know, have some sort of idea of all my bearings instead of just showing up being like, hey, it's five minutes before the show, where are we performing? So I'm trying to to make sure everything's set, letting everyone else sleep. Uh, I get up and I head into this main room, which is also the gaming room. And I see Jonathan. I recognized him from a picture. Uh, We had only talked via email beforehand. And uh, I walk up to him. And I say, hey, uh, I'm Noah from Plus Two Comedy. We got to discuss some things. Because there's something wrong with my room. Uh, He says, okay. I'll be with you in a second. I just need to finish my video game. Now, dear listener. I want you to pause this video or pause this podcast. And if you have the ability to leave a comment on the podcast, depending on what service you are using to listen to my voice right now, I want you to guess what video game he was playing that I needed to wait for him to finish in order for us to have a conversation. Go ahead and pause it. He wasn't able to pause, but you can. Go ahead and pause this and leave your guess now. Welcome back. Thank you so much for leaving that comment. Uh, the game he was playing was, in fact, Pong. Yes, Pong. He was playing Pong. And his game of Pong was more important than me. So, Ah. <sighs> I am told also I need to go get a badge and uh, all my stuff. So he kind of points that way. And I was like, okay, I'll go handle that before I talk to him about the hotel room. So I go and I get my badge. And uh, I'm like, hey, I'm Noah Houlihan from Plus Two Comedy. need my badge. And they can't find me in the system. And I was like, I can tell you right now that I'm performing, you can check Noah, check under uh, uh, plus two comedy, I should have four badges, all this stuff and they can't find it. And I'm like, look, I'm in the program and I opened the program, like the, the little booklet they give you, which was like, it was thinner than the weekly reader. Uh, they had one panel room, it was a, the whole convention was a single panel room, uh, a gaming room and the dealer's room. That was the whole convention. Uh, I open this up and I point to 10 am in panel room one and it reads Nathan hoolihan and his comedy friends. Now, <laughs> despite the fact that I had been emailing this guy and my email address has the name Noah in it. Uh, and we'd I'd sent him what to put in the program. He somehow got Nathan instead of Noah. And nowhere do the words plus two comedy appear. It's Nathan Houlihan and his comedy friends. Like I rolled up in a clown car (laughs) and like 60 people were going to come out with bottles of seltzer and cream pies to perform. So I'm looking at that and I went, oh, you got any badges under there for Nathan Houlihan? And what do you know they do? So, I get my badge, and I'm just like, okay, this is still savable. But fine. Laura's up at this point. Laura joins me. uh, And uh, she is wearing a Captain America shirt, uh, which doesn't seem relevant, but it will be. And I point at it and like, look what this says. And she has a laugh at me. Uh, She is not performing at this time, uh, but uh, I wish she had, because we needed all the help we could at this convention. So, Jonathan comes out, fresh off a Pong victory, and was like, hey, all right, what do you need to talk about? I was like, okay, first off, we got to talk about the hotel room. Uh, And I explained the situation to him, and... As I'm explaining this situation about how I'm out all this money uh, because I had to pay for this room that he was supposed to get me, he sees Lara and sees the Captain America shirt and goes, Ooh, does this make your chest invincible? Pow, 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 pow. And then mimes, punching Lara in the chest. And I just remember like seeing nothing but red for a moment and my fist clenching and wanting to leave. And then being like, if I leave right now, I make zero (laughs) dollars and I drove all the way out here for nothing. Plus TJ's like still asleep. And I'd have to be like, Hey, we got to go. I punched the owner of this con. So like I maintain and I'm like, can I please just have the hotel room? And he's like, so do you need it for uh, just last night or do you also need it for tonight so you can stay for the party? And I was like, we're leaving as soon as we're done. And they're like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, I know that the con is so small that, like, I I know that the Sunday is going to be less great. So there's no reason for me to also, like, sit in the the dealer's room on a Sunday. Like, Sunday's always bad. Like, there's less people there. Like, you would think that a lot of people make their last-minute purchases on a Sunday, but it's not true. Uh, They tend to to make it Saturday night, and then Sunday is really just about saying goodbyes and checking out and all that other stuff. So I'm like, all right, show me the dealer's room. Uh, And they show me the dealer's room, and, uh... Jonathan's like, yeah, we packed it out this year, and it's like, it, again, we're in a hotel, so it's not a convention hall. There's probably about twelve vendors. That sound that sounds about right. There's about twelve vendors here, but it is in fact packed. And I look at him, I was like, well, where can we sell our stuff? And he's like, sorry, we're packed out this year. I was like, okay the whole deal was that we were willing to do this con for free for the exposure and to be able to sell our merchandise to recap all the money we spent driving out here. But okay. That's all said inside because I know if I attempted to explain that it would turn into screaming and would turn into violence. So I was like, Oh, all right. Okay. All right. So, I grabbed TJ and I explained to him the situation. I was like, we need to have a good show because if we don't have a good show, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) So, if nothing else, we need to have a good show. And he's like, okay, we could do this. So, we successfully bark for the show to the point that the room is completely full. There is, like, there's no one in the dealer's room. <laughs> Nobody's playing video games. Everyone at this convention is basically in this room. Uh, minus, like, you know, staff and a few other, like, stragglers. But we, we've packed this room. Uh, this room has no chairs. So the entire audience is seated on the floor. I I don't know why you would think that's conducive to anything, but that's the way it is set up. Uh, I ask where the microphone is. And a staffer says, there's one connected to that podium. So, like, the thing about (laughs) stand-up is you kind of need to see my body. Like, I'm not giving a political speech. I don't need, like, a surface to pound my fist on and then do two-finger points to make points about my my plans for the future. No, I'm going to be silly and active and jump around. The idea of being tied to this podium is depressing. But what you going to do? So I'm like, okay, let me see. And I grab the microphone. I say like this. This is the show microphone. He's hair and he's So I quickly look at TJ and say, "We're not using the microphone." So TJ and I perform an hour show with people sitting on the ground and <laughs> no microphone. There's an old comedy adage about stand-up, which is, as long as there's a stage and a mic will be there, I got neither of those things and still did the show. I open, because TJ's headlining, uh, I open the show, doing my bits, and the police arrive in the middle of my set. And I'm just doing my jokes, being silly, and uh, (laughs) the police come in and are like, "Uh, we're getting noise complaints. You need to keep it down. I was like, I'm doing a stand-up show for this convention. It's like, well, can you do it quieter? You're yelling. And I was like, well... I you know, want everyone to hear me. He's like, well, why aren't you using a microphone? And I looked at him and I said to a police officer, the microphone is broken. Plus, that would probably be very similar to yelling in terms of volume. I would just be using a device to do it. He's like, well, can you try to keep it down? I was like, I will do the best I can, sir. So the police leave. I continue doing my set. Anytime I get a big laugh, I'm like, shush, shush, everybody be cool. It's fun. We have a decent set. Uh, TJ goes up. TJ uh, was not prepared for how young the audience was. And a lot of his references went over a lot of people's heads. Uh, I remember, and sorry to, to say this about TJ, TJ's great, but I remember his closer was about Nickelodeon guts, and a number of people listening to our set had never heard of that show. So he had a decent set, but his closer did very poorly. And if you've never been to a plus-two comedy show, uh, we always, this is the speech I give every time, we always end with a Q&A. You can ask us about ourselves, or about comedy, or if you want to ask us who would win in a fight between Superman and Goku, you could ask us that as well, and we will give you a definitive answer. So you can ask us any question about us, or we can settle any nerd debate you have in the back of your mind. And I remember this was going, like, exceptionally well. In that, like, I believe one of the questions was who would win in a fight between Darth Vader and uh, Harry Potter. And this girl had, like, called her friend and put her on speakerphone because this was, a like, an argument they had constantly. <laughs> so, like, we, we put an end to that debate. And we ended up siding with Darth Vader, who was the... The side of the person on the phone. So she's like staring at us going, no. Say the other thing. No. So I'm finally like, okay, we're doing pretty well. And then here comes Jonathan again. Jonathan comes in and is like, what are you guys doing? And I was like, we're doing our stand-up show. We're in the middle of it. And he goes, Why aren't you using the microphone? And I was like, Because the microphone is broken. And he goes, Ah, this microphone's great for beatboxing. And he grabs the mic and just starts beatboxing. And I I believe the show ended. Like, I, I may have just blacked out in rage, but I don't remember anything show wise. Happening after that point. <laughs> I'm just so frustrated. So angry. Um, I think at this point. I'm, I actually might be telling the story out of order. Because at this point. the I am telling this out of order and I apologize. The hotel issue had not been fixed yet. Uh, because he was still playing Pong. That doesn't get settled until after we do the show. Because we do this show, he has already blown me off. I need to get this all settled with the uh, <laughs> the hotel. Even though it has... Oh, I remember what happened. Uh, the... We had the whole conversation with the shirt and all that other stuff, but the guy who could actually do the, uh, the changing of the rooms and the payments needed to be a manager who wasn't there yet. So I know like after all this, I still have to have like one more conversation with, with Jonathan to make, make it so I'm not in debt for this show. Uh, I remember like stepping outside and I'm seething and they're like, let's get food. We haven't gotten food yet, and I was like, "Where do you guys want to go?" And they were like, "I don't, I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody has any answers." Uh, I, I believe at the time this story was taking place, uh, I I didn't quite have a smartphone, uh, and I certainly didn't have data, so I couldn't like Google it. I only had like texting and and calling on my phone, and. I look to my left and there's a Dairy Queen. And I'm like, there's a Dairy Queen right there where we can go to someone else. And nobody has any other ideas. So they're like, let's go to Dairy Queen. So we go to Dairy Queen and it's disgusting because it's a Dairy Queen. And I just remember walking in, stating we didn't have to eat here. Everyone telling me it's fine. Ordering food. And then no one being happy with their food. And then kind of like looking at me because it was my car. And I distinctly remember uh, TJ's girlfriend looking at me and going, This isn't worth the calories. And I just felt so gross like because I had inflicted this trip on them. Uh, We go back in. And I'm like, I need to talk to Jonathan. Because we need to leave. I'm so done with this. And... They're like, Jonathan is in the middle of his panel. He's doing a panel in the same room we were just in for like six people who are sitting on the floor called Lunch with the Samurai. And it's just him talking about anime while eating a sandwich. And I just looked at it and went, Who wants to see this? And TJ's girlfriend went, where did he get that sandwich? (laughs) So we have to wait for this to end. Uh, And uh, once it does end, uh, we get everything squared away. Uh, We go and find like a steakhouse to eat at uh, so that we don't break the fork rule. Uh, we have a, a rule in Plus Two Comedy that one meal must be eaten with a fork a day. Uh, that prevents us from just eating chicken fingers. Uh, I had another bad convention where the only meal I had was chicken fingers while walking to another panel. That had to end. Uh, we we set everything up. Everything's paid for, despite the fact that we didn't pay for gas. <laughs> And we didn't we weren't able to sell any of our merchandise. drive home, and I write this vicious email to this guy where uh, I say like I've never been more disrespected, and let me actually I wonder if I still have it. Hold on mm. all right, believe it or not, I have found this email <laughs> uh i i it appears that I got. Some of the details wrong in my memory of this story, but it's great to have uh, some some data <laughs> to actually refresh myself. This is what I wrote. Uh, I just want to let you know, I've never felt more insulted than I did by your convention. First off, you gave us a room for one night, which I can almost understand. But how was I supposed to know that when you never emailed me or called me to let me know that? Also, you wanted us there at 10 a.m. because our, our, our panel was actually later than I, I remember, but whatever. Uh, coming from New Jersey, how do you expect that we do that without a hotel? Leave at midnight and then arrive at 10? Uh, now, I can almost let that go because maybe you didn't realize the distance we had to cover to get there. But when I first met you and needed to talk to you about what we were doing for your con, you decided it was more important to finish a game of Pong than to talk to me. Now, Sure, you didn't know that I just drove 10 hours to get there, and also I had four hours sleep, but even if I had traveled 15 minutes to get to your con, I figured you would have the decency to talk to a person performing at your con over a video game that came out 25 years ago. So, once you've finished your game... Uh, you talked to me and agreed to pay me back for the hotel, which I do appreciate. But then you made a comment about Laura's chest. I am sorry, but how the hell do you think that's appropriate? Uh, you then said you always make jokes to women and they always get mad. <laughs> what, a, what an amazing thing to say out loud. It's like, I always make jokes to women and they always get mad. Well, let me give you a hint on why. When you act like someone... (laughs) Like, holy crap, I can't believe I said this. When you act like some desperate scumbag and treat women like less than a person, they don't like that. You really need to apologize to her because that's completely inappropriate. In all honesty, I was going to tell you off and we were going to walk out right then. But then I figured we came all this way, we might as well do the show. Let's talk about the show. First off, uh, the poster said Nathan Houlihan, and you know I can understand a typo, but my name is in my email address. Uh, you did change it to Noah in the booklet, but I can't help but notice that uh, it still said Nathan on your website. <laughs> to make matters worse, the name of the panel is Plus Two Comedy. I don't know how you could <laughs> I could have made that clearer to you. Uh, so now not only are you screwing us over, But yourself, because Plus Two Comedy would have been a draw to this con. Also, uh, you promised that you would have a table for us to sell CDs and DVDs. This way we could make the money back for gas. Where was that? So despite the fact that you got my name wrong, and despite the fact that the book was wrong, uh, and, and we told you four times that we were having our panel Uh, We were able to pack the room and have a great show. Then during the performance, you decided to come in and start beatboxing on the microphone. After all the crap I had to put up with, you actually had to come in and interrupt my panel. Why? Why would you think that was okay? I've been doing stand-up for years, TJ has been doing it for even more, and we've never had to put up with something so unprofessional and disrespectful as you. I honestly cannot understand how someone can fail on every possible level. Uh, you interrupted my panel after you failed to provide me with a hotel room, a dealer's room table, and insulted me and Lara. You owe me, my comedy group, and Lara an apology. She was separate at the time because she wasn't an active performing member, but she was a vital role. So that's how I phrased it like that. Believe it or not, I got a response to that email. Jonathan replies, I would wish to wholeheartedly apologize and accept all the blame. For the shortcomings of this year's event, many of my original planning and booking staff had left me early this year's in the planning stages, and being prideful, I attempted to organize every guest, panel, and dealer myself, which was impossible for one man to do correctly. It was only my hubris that caused many scheduling and booking conflicts, as well as the dealer's room being slightly overbooked, as well as problems with posters." I offer no excuse for this, even though that's all that previous sentence was. And while I would be surprised if you I wouldn't be surprised if you refuse to work with me after this, I can assure you that this <laughs> that I won't attempt something like that again. And next year's event will be far more organized affair with me doing the actual job of con chairman instead of attempting to do everyone's job. To my knowledge, they did not have another convention as for my personal behavior i realized i what an ass i was being soon after i made my vulgar comment and frankly you would have been you wouldn't have been out of line if you busted my jaw which reading that upset me because i was about to and i held back and now i felt like i have permission and the fact that i didn't it seems like a squandered opportunity uh, I can only thank you for bringing this up privately, whoops, uh, though I wouldn't have blamed you if you called me out then and there. I was drawn a little thin that weekend, and an attempt of uh, being charmingly vulgar turned out to be just plain vulgar. While I personally didn't see much of your show, I did hear lots of positive feedbacks for the routine, and I did wish I had offered you more to you uh, for what you gave my convention members. I should have treated you with respect. Uh, Through my actions, I could have made you welcome, but I did not. My behavior was awful, and I assure you that I would never treat you or Lara like that again. Please convey my apologies to her and the rest of Plus Two Comedy. If you would let me know how much your fuel was for coming from New Jersey, I would gladly reimburse you, uh, some out of my own pocket. I believe it is only fair, since your plans to sell your wares was messed up due to my own shortcomings. If you wish to perform again at this, I would be greatly surprised. Uh, I would welcome you back, but be assured you'd be dealing with the booking staff far more qualified than me." If there's anything else I could do to make up for this lack of character and planning, please let me know. Jonathan. The samurai has spoken. That is how he signed this email. He he ended this email with, the samurai has spoken. Those are words I think about all the time. That The idea of like trying to make good and actually self-reflect on the the bad things that <laughs> you've done and like want to make good on things. Ooh. It it was nice to hear but to have it then end that way is so confusing. <laughs> like the the last thing that was important for this guy for me to hear Was that he was a samurai, (laughs) not that he was sorry. Uh, Needless to say, I I responded. I showed him all. I I made a list of like all my expenses in terms of gasoline and tolls, and then I thanked him for apologizing, and then I never heard from him again. So (laughs) it has now been over a decade. And I don't think, uh, I don't think Jonathan will ever make good on the money that he owes me and the sanity that I've lost. So that is the worst convention I've ever done. I really wish Laura could have been here for this because uh, I would have loved to have gotten her recollection of this uh, because like I'm not joking when I say there's parts of this I don't remember because I was blacked out with rage. Uh, e- even in reading this email, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess those were the times. And I forgot, like, they fixed the book, but they didn't fix the posters. So there were posters up that said Nathan Hulan and his comedy friends. Uh, and I, I honestly believed that in Ohio in that time, we did have a bit of a following. And being able to say plus two comedy was going to be there would have been impactful. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the worst con have ever been to and uh we do a quick google so i just did a quick google and uh i will say that it does appear that this con did happen the next year and that was the final version of that convention so i'm guessing all the the things that uh jonathan claimed would happen uh did not did not in fact take place and uh the, the the con that happened the next year Was at the same place Cost a little more And uh, was the last time they ever ran that convention So, yeah Not a great convention I can't really find anything about that convention uh, I was hoping that I could find like a review of it And <laughs> see if anyone said anything About us Because if they were there They would pro- probably mention us Because it was one of the things that could happen uh, But that was the worst con I've ever been to. So thank you so much for joining me on this uh, miserable run down memory lane. Uh, I hope you enjoy Noah tells a story uh, because I got a lot of good feedback on the fear factor live episode. So I want to, on occasion, just kind of sit back and, and tell one of these tales from the past. I hope you guys enjoyed it with the writer strike ending. We are one step closer to bringing back stay doomed. And uh, we're, very excited to return to our format. Until then, remember to tune out. Also, I shouldn't end the show there because if you want to look, talk to me about your worst convention story, I'm at plus2comedy on Twitter. I'm refusing to say X from now on. Uh, and you can also find me at TV's Noah on Instagram. And you can always email us at Show at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, tune out.